0: Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. How are you today? Oh, great. Thanks so much for having me, Christine. I really appreciate it. It's
1: so good to hear your voice. Oh my gosh. And same to you. And it's such an honor to be here with you. I was telling you before we started recording that I don't know if people who are new to feng shui or new to any of my... The way I teach, I don't know if they really understand the depths of the traditions and really the expansiveness of just all the knowledge that feng shui has to offer. And you are the perfect person to talk to today to give feng shui all the justice it deserves because you taught me everything I know, Lori. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you you thank started you. the Feng Shui School of Chicago. And I would just love it if you would just give yourself, you know, a little introduction and just kind of go right into how you started the Feng Shui School of Chicago, which is now also expanded
0: into Florida, Sarasota. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of a, an interesting kind of abstract story. Uh, when I was certified, which was right after um uh, 9-11. Uh, I got my certification in California then and I started my path because I love feng shui. Uh, it, it's just, it's something that you can almost as palpable. You can almost feel it in your body when you start, when you walk into a space and you just can feel the energy and feel you know, if, it's, um, uh, if it needs improvement or if it's positive. But um, so I started consulting and I, I loved doing that. And um, before I took just a six hour class, I found, I saw something on PBS, which was I think was a Lillian 2 special. And I thought, oh my gosh, this sounds so interesting. This is all about design and it's all about helping people. And wow, that's, that's kind of uh, that re- resonated with me. And so after I got my consultation and I, I started doing the co- consulting and uh, was just loving it. Um, I went out to a conference in California. It was a feng shui conference. And I met a woman there who was, she was one of the speakers and she was balancing elements. And I thought, oh, golly, I really feel like maybe I need more fire or maybe I need more metal. So I made an appointment with her. She couldn't see me during the conference, but she said, she asked me, we bumped into each other in the hallway and she said, has your mother passed? And I said, well, yes, she has. And she said, We need to talk. We need to talk. We need to talk as soon as we can. And so she was on the East Coast and I was in uh, Chicago and we had a phone connection. And I told my husband, I said, I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but I need you to leave the house while I'm talking to her. And he did. And so what ended up happening while I'm thinking she's going to tell me what element I need, I found out that she was a medium. And during our conversation, which was uh, almost three hours, she connected me with my mother. And I was not expecting that, to say the the least. That was like the last thing that I expected. But um, she said, your mother is right on your shoulder right now. And of course, you know, I was skeptical because that was just something that was very foreign to me at that point. But through the course of the conversation, there, was, um, there were things that were said while we were having this three-way conversation between me and the medium and my, my mom, that I knew it had to be her. One of the examples that she told me was, um, this was probably a month before I had the conversation. I was down at a client's house in Chicago, when we were trying to get the right colors, to work with the the Bagua. And we couldn't find a very neutral color that should have been very easy for us to find. And my mom comes in during this conversation that we're having and she said, I was there, I was at your shoulder. I, I was the one that put that paint chip that you couldn't find at the bottom of the pile. And I mean, who would I ever tell that to? Nobody, you know, because first of all, feng shui consultations are confidential, but I would never share that minor piece of detail, you know, detailed information with anybody. When my mom said that, I knew that this was, that she was really guiding me. She told me at that point, you need to open a feng shui school. You teach from the heart. I will put the people in your path like you, Christina, you know, maybe um, I will put the people in your path that will guide you for success. And I mean, of course, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not anything that I had ever thought of doing. But when your mother who is up above comes to you and tells you, you need to do this. You know we all listen to our moms, so here I am, twenty years later, with um, you know a school that has trained hundreds and hundreds of uh, consultants that are from uh, all different parts of the of the world. So, I guess one thing that I would say uh, to anybody that's listening is let the energy flow to you. Um, Open doors, open your mind. Don't limit yourself. You have limitless opportunities that maybe you have no idea that are going to be coming to you. So be fearless. So that's, that's the path. I mean, that's how the school really started. And One of the things with my mom, I have to say that she um, was always doing something in our house, putting up wallpaper, you know, asking my dad to paint. She was always doing something with design. And, of course, when she did something, I had to do something in my bedroom and my parents finally got to the point where i think i was i was probably 16 or 17 and i this is probably the third time in uh, a short period of time i wanted my dad to repaint my room and w- put some wallpaper up and they finally said um if if we're going to do this again you have to start paying for it you you have to pay for the wallpaper so i saved my babysitting money and i I paid, you know, uh, we bought the wallpaper and then my dad and I put it up. So, but I have to credit my mom for kind of giving me that, um, that influence of how design, how colors, how the flow of energy with furniture placement can really impact your life.
1: Oh my gosh. I remember you said that you wrote the foreword of my book and then I kind of got chills because through your story, you just talked about how your mom said you teach through the heart. And that's the name of my book teaching from the heart. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is amazing. But yeah, you talked about how you kind of instinctively always want knew that your environment influenced you. And I quote you quite a bit, Lori. I always say, as my teacher, Lori says exterior movement creates interior shifts. Yes, (laughs) and we know that we know that that's true.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um,
1: And so I I just there's so much I want to say, because as you're speaking, I remember vividly in 2015, my daughter was maybe one. So my first I had my first baby. I had started practicing feng shui. I was a Google guru. I feng shui my (laughs) South Loop apartment in Chicago It helped me manifest so many things within a year. My husband got a promotion. We found out we were expecting our first baby and we moved into our first house. I started to feng shui our house in Woodridge. And then it was just as if magic. I had this epiphany while sitting in my living room. My husband and my sister were on the back porch visiting and I was just sitting there. Who knows what I was doing? I somehow I was on my phone and I started to Google feng shui certifications in Chicago. And your name was the first to pop up. So I emailed you and I remember vividly like the next day or within a couple of days, we were on the phone and I was asking you about the Feng Shui school of Chicago. And you were telling me, Oh, about professor Thomas Lin Yun and how you are, you train in BTV school. And there was something inside of me, Lori, that was just at that moment, I knew I could put it off because it was going to be an investment. I was teaching at the time. I think I was even in grad school. So like, Who I didn't, you know, the logical part of my brain knew I was like, this is going to be an investment. I don't know if I have the time or money to do this, but then there was this piece of my heart that knew that I now, now is the time to do it. And I feel so grateful that I said yes to getting certified through the Feng Shui School of Chicago when I did, because truly I wonder sometimes if I didn't say yes, then if I ever would have done it, and how different my life would have been. So hopefully that's a message for anyone listening. Like if you if you have a calling at your heart, like now's the best time, because I don't know why we live in this state of thinking we always have like infinite amount of time in our lives to do what we want to do. And it's kind of like, when the opportunity presents itself, say yes, and walk
0: through the door. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and one of the things too that You know this, Christina, that we always talk about timing is perfect. And it's like, make the decision. Your timing, it's always the right time for you to do these things, you know? So even if you, you know, the finances are not there yet, once you start working with feng shui, you can make the abundance adjustments and you can do some of these things uh, at your own home that will shift the energy enough to bring in that abundance, you know, for you. It's just so amazing. The, um, you know, this story is popping into my head when we were, when I first found out about feng shui and I took a, a six hour class in, in uh, Florida and my husband had lost his job and he had, he was sending resumes throughout the country. And he was up uh, traveling uh, to Minnesota uh, to retrieve something. I don't remember what it was, but I learned about painting the fame area red, uh, you know, to activate the energy. And so in our house, he's gone. I've got the roller. I'm rolling the red paint. And he called me and he said, what are you doing at home? He said, whatever you're doing, I have gotten two um, uh, co- two connections from my resumes that I have sent out. And believe me, he had sent a lot of them out before with not a lot of success. And I said, oh, I'm painting the fame and reputation wall. <laughs> so he was like, aha, so that's what's going on. But the thing and and the funny thing was, is that even after sending all the resumes out throughout the country, he found he was hired by a company that was based in Bali, but it was located. The the, um, office was about 20 minutes from where we lived, which was so unbelievable. But that's how feng shui works and I think one of the things too that you know I'm sure you've told your students this Christina but people need to know that small efforts can have large uh, benefits that I mean I'm painting a wall red it's working with the vibrational energy to create what needs to happen in your you know in your life so it's not that you have to reorient your front door. It's not that you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Simple things in our school with BTB, you know, they, it makes such a huge difference in bringing the opportunities and bringing all of the positive, um, uh, positive benefits into your, into your life.
1: Oh, I love that. You know, that's, I kind of want to get into that and ask you a little bit more about the BTV school and how you worked with professor who brought mm-hmm. the BTV school to the United States. I think part of my awakening with you was like, I first started feng shui and there was a lot of contradicting, contradicting information online. Yeah. And the reason is because there's a traditional school of feng shui, which uses the compass directions. Mm-hmm. And it could be a little bit more complicated, to be quite honest. And then when I started leaning towards the BTB school of feng shui, also known as front door feng shui, I was kind of blown away at the simplicity. But what I also wanted to say, so I, I see feng shui as being simple and fun, which I think is the, the point of it. But I will also say there's a depth to it once I got certified with you, Lori, and once people work with you for like a private consultation or they anything to exchange the red envelopes, that's when it gets really in depth, because there's so many invisible cures that we can't just necessarily write about in a book or blog about or put right. on like Instagram, you know, so
0: yeah.
1: it's simple. And yet, there's so many profound, like new, like, I don't know if nuances is the right word, but there's a yeah. lot of different things throughout. So yeah, yeah let's talk about BTB. How were you guided to BTB and working with professor?
0: Well, I just knew that was the cl- that was the first class that I was that I took, and and that was something that just made so much sense to me. Uh, it was more more common, I think. It was a, it was an approach that was becoming more common in the United States. Professor Lin Yun brought that form of feng shui to the United States, and one of his theories that he always told us was that. Um, We have to evolve with the changing times, which I think is so important. You know, back in the day, five thousand years ago, people could find uh, a mountain to put the, you know, to put their home in front of, so that they could get the support of the environment with the mountain. They had more options as far as where they were going to locate their their homes and we can't do that anymore the the population is has grown by leaps and bounds and so his theory and he he constantly reminded us of this in class is that you have to you have to flow with what's happening in life you have to um, evolve as the world evolves you know you can't be stuck in one method and I don't want to sound like I'm Saying anything negative about the compass method because there certainly are many benefits for that. Towards the end of his life, he actually started saying at some of the classes that we might use a compass to layer. We would start out with the front door, but he said, you know, you might be able to make some additional adjustments based on the compass after you've done btb if that works so he was becoming um more changing again uh one of the first classes that i took with him was they have a ceremony afterwards where you can choose to be one of his disciples and so i thought oh great i would love to do that so after the class the there were a group of us that um you go through what, what are called prostrations where you, you lay on the floor and you put your arms out and they have bells ringing and chanting. And and it's quite, it is quite the physical process to do that. But I, I knew at that point that he made so much sense when he spoke about feng shui and his wisdom and flexibility. Um, I knew that this was somebody that I really understood um, his philosophy. And it just made so much sense to me. So I am one of his disciples from, you know, 20 years ago. And, um, and it's just, uh, it is my honor to have the lineage uh, of being with him. One of the things that he would say is uh, the lineage, you know, we stand on the shoulders of the people before us. And that's how we really get the information from feng shui or about feng shui. And that is just so important for us to remember uh, like where we've come from. It's kind of like our roots, you know? So that's something that during the classes that I was fortunate enough to learn from him, uh, one of the examples that I thought was was so interesting is that there's people that when we talk about the five elements and we look at a kitchen, many times there's a stove that's across from a sink, and uh, in many forms of feng shui, that would be a conflict of elements: the water putting out the fire. But his perspective on this, and I'm sure I've shared this with you, Christina. You know this, but. His perspective on this was that you cannot cook the food without having the water or the fire heat the water to create the steam that cooks the food that provides the nutrition for your body. So his um, perspective on that is that you have to be able to work with the elements in certain ways that they don't, you know, it's not, it's the constructive cycle, or they work together, even though they might not seem that way. There's always, you know, the, the yin and the yang, or the yin and the yang, that bring everything, you know, together. So his wisdom was just so, um, was just so far reaching. One of the stories that I want to tell about him is, um, when I I was on my way to uh, meet one of his senior students in Chicago. And it was a huge traffic jam. I was on the Eisenhower and it was hot. It was like in the 90s. And I turned around and I went back after sitting there for an hour. And and I knew I was going to be late. And I was telling this to one of my feng shui friends. And she said, oh, my gosh, I had the same experience. She was going around the lake. To be at a class of his in Indiana on a Friday night, you know what that's like. And she was there an hour and a half late. And so she saw Professor and was apologizing to him. And he said, he said, You weren't supposed to hear the first part of that. Never worry. It's all in perfect timing. You are here now. And so, not that we ever want to be late to anything, but that was his wisdom. That was just the way that he, that he was, it was just like um, he could see so many different perspectives on how the flow of energy really can impact us instead of being um, nervous and uptight about stuff like that. Sometimes we're stuck in a traffic jam for a reason that we don't know about. Or he would, he would always say if you get lost you're not really lost because you need to observe the new surroundings that are being brought to you. So it was like, okay, if you're lost, you know, you have to uh, appreciate the beauty of where you are. So he just had so many different perspectives.
1: I love it. And when you teach your classes, so much of the feng shui teachings have been oral and like you speak And you talk about it and I I tell my clients and anyone who, you know, joins my private group and things, I have notebooks, stacks of notebooks from Mm -hmm. learning from you. And I always love how, as you teach, part of your style is just integrating quotes from professor and his wisdom. You just kind of, I I imagine that as he was speaking, you would write down something that he said that really sparked, sparked your interest or inspired you. And then you would just continue on with maybe an adjustment that he shared. And it's like, that's how you teach. And thank you. you. Yeah, I love it. And there's, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, now digital courses are so popular and different things like that. And there's something to be said about bringing people together, even if it's live or over Zoom. And I think what I, I there's so much I could pull from what you were just talking about, but you know, one of the things that really comes up is like how professor was all about changing with the times. Like when he started practicing, I believe he was like five years old practicing mm-hmm. function in China. I right. mean, this was before the internet, before yeah. email, before so many different ways that we communicate now, and he just evolved and I, I looked up his bio online actually. And if you want to talk a little bit more about him, I'd be like off the top of your head. I'd love just to hear more about him because I don't, I mean, he's the one who brought the school feng shui in the right. 90s to the U S but I saw things like he would go to places like Stanford and different prestigious colleges and universities and be a speaker. Like he was very well recognized in this field. And Again, it's just such an honor to like be able to pass on his wisdom. Could you just touch upon a little bit more about him? if Sure.
0: Yeah, he was. He was really, um, he was brought in by high level people. I mean, politicians in China brought him in. Um, he was, he did speeches at, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to, I think it was like at the, the uh, United Nations. He did he did a lot of presentations on feng shui and on chi uh, and and how the chi can flow through a country, how the chi flows through our bodies, um, you know. So he he did uh, a lot of presentations there. He did many many. I think he you know he was with the Dalai Lama, you know they were they were good friends. Um, he had so many llamas that he was, uh, you know, uh, connected to. And I think if I remember this correctly, I think that when he was five or six, like you said, he actually went and studied with the llamas. He was away from his family because they realized that he had um, a gift that you know they could they could feel the resonance in in his energy, and so he studied for you know many many years. At, but that being said, he was a sought after speaker for uh, in many many high levels, like you were saying, Harvard. Um, and I don't know exactly all of the different places that he he taught, but he was in you know he was in Taipei, he was in China, he was. Uh, he was in Europe, I mean, he traveled the world as a speaker, you know, so his words of wisdom that he shared with everybody were, um, everyone listened to him, I guess that would be, that would be the way, and one of the, one of the quotes that is popping into my brain with that is that he would always tell us, we have two ears and one mouth, and <laughs> so it's like we have to learn to listen to what others have to, you know, have to say. Um, they had they had experiences at the the temple in Berkeley. So he was a he was a regular speaker, you know, in Berkeley too. But they had uh, silent retreats there that they held. He did a lot of classes in in Berkeley. He could tell your energy. He could tell your chi. You know, really, just just by looking at you. As he got older, uh, his uh, students and his helpers would wheel him out in his wheelchair, and he would conduct classes from you know from his wheelchair. So they would be you know two hour segments, and then we would break for lunch, and then he'd come back for another few hours. As he, you know, as he uh, began to get to get older, but his wisdom was just uh, so far-reaching, and um, and I miss I miss that. So many times, it's like I I feel like a oh, professor. Please be on my shoulder and and guide me to what would the answer to this question be? You know, what would what would this um, What would this be? So he was a a great, um, uh, he would be able to decipher the questions that we would ask in class. And here's an example. Uh, One of the things we were talking about the fertility cure, which is an adjustment that you use if you uh, are having difficulty, um, you know, getting pregnant. And he was talking about that. And he was giving the adjustment. And one of the things that we talked about at a different time was you can lay the nine square Bagua on your mat, on your bed. And so I asked the question, I said, well, could you use the children area of the Bagua and put maybe a crystal or some two stones or three stones, you know, that represent a child or fertility using your intention. For the next two hours, he went off on all of the different adjustments that we could use. And afterwards, somebody came up to me and said, Well, you asked the, the 25 cent question and got the $2 answer because his ability to expand on a simple question like, Could I? Could I put a crystal underneath the mattress in the or between the mattress and box spring in the children area to promote fertility became this huge, wonderful, expansive um, answer that we all gained so much knowledge from. Um, And so that that was just who he was. I mean, he he was. He just had that uh, energy to read the chi of the question, know that many people in the room were probably thinking something similar, and answered the you know answered the question to everybody's satisfaction.
1: Oh, I love that! So. Okay, I have two questions. One mm-hmm. is, did he start talking about all the cures to do with the mattress? Because I know you just had a special class on that for your students about all the cures you could mm-hmm. do within your mattress, or did he go off and talk for two hours about all the different fertility
0: cures? Because there's so many. The fertility stuff. It was. It was. Um, we had talked about the mattress earlier. There must have been the day before or something. Um, but the question that he expanded on was all about fertility, all about, you know, things like if somebody comes to you and has a, a question on fertility, but they're in the middle of going through for you know treatments, you don't give the information at that point. You you know wait to see if it's successful. And he always he always said medical science is good, but it is not all knowing. And and that's true. You know, there's there's other things that can impact how your life and how the energy flows to you our environment
1: so profound and I I always remember that that like professor would say like you know feng shui he would also say on the other side of the coin like feng shui does not replace common sense or you know some of the practical Things that you might try. Like if if you need, you know, still go to the doctor, still try the medication, but you know, in conjunction with you can always try
0: absolutely. And he and he would say, uh, you know, consult your, your western doctor, get a second opinion from a Chinese doctor, and then get a third opinion. So it was, and then and use feng shui, you know, so he really was a big proponent upon not just doing feng shui but the combination of everything you know if you're having an issue feng shui can definitely implement that but his his recommendation was always to seek medical help you know whatever whatever medical help you uh you needed to be but or to see but he always added that you know uh medicine is good, but it's not all knowing. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's a good thing for all of us to remember too.
1: Well, I just have to say, just to conclude sort of our, our conversation around him, if anyone's listening, who has worked with me before, and you've exchanged the red envelopes, this was the long way of explaining. This is exactly why we do the red envelope tradition. It's truly to honor the lineage of the wisdom that's been passed down and it's an energy exchange. It helps to seal your intentions. And I always like to say, you know, this has been around for thousands of years. I'm just a vessel for this work. I certainly didn't make it up. So (laughs) I don't know. It's just, I think in feng shui. So I feel like I have a gift of, of sharing just as you do Lori, obviously. (laughs) Um, And I think that there's certain people who have been called to pass on this wisdom, but it's not ours. It's it's, we're just sharing um,
0: what has been passed down we're the mouthpiece that's what I always it's like I'm the mouthpiece it's not about me it's about the people who are ready to learn and to implement it in their life you deserve to have the blessings everybody deserves those blessings
1: Yes. And Lori, it's just, I mean, it's been magical. I've started in 20, it's been 10 years now that I've been practicing. Oh
0: my gosh, that's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. So probably that's the official years.
1: certification must be like eight years, but yeah. um, it's, it's, it's just like been an incredibly expansive journey. And I knew the reason why I actually chose to get certified was because I I'm a teacher. So I wanted to not necessarily open my own school, but I just wanted to spread this wisdom to other people, because I figured, you know, I didn't come from money or anything like that. And it was like, all of a sudden opportunities were opening up and abundance started to flow in. I was like, Whoa, there's a different way to do things. And how come and it's not that difficult. It's easy. Like, I feel like other people should, should be able to access this information about how to work with energy and how to live your best life and step into your greatness and all the blessings you deserve. And it's like,
0: why not? Why not share it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I have a uh, one of my favorite adjustments, if you'd want me to talk about that, bringing money in the door. Yes, please. Is this a good time to do that? It would be a great time because I feel
1: like everyone loves, you know, when you think about feng shui, there's so there's, you already touched upon it. There's so much you could do with it, with, you know, fertility or anything that you desire. There's a feng shui cure for it, but everyone the most popular question. It's always like, how can I get more abundance
0: and wealth <laughs> using feng shui? So if you want to share your favorite tip, that would be excellent. It's like, show me the money. And it, and it does show up with this. And I, I we're probably on audio. I don't know that everybody can see this, but um, there's a, an, an adjustment that uses a red arrow. And the red arrow is probably about uh, four or five inches in length. And what you'll do is you'll get a red piece of paper, and you will cut it in the shape of an arrow. On that arrow, you will place nine coins. I always like to go to the bank and get the nine, uh, they're, they're the gold dollar coins, or they have uh, like, I think Susan B. Anthony coins are dollar coins too that are silver. You can use quarters, but uh, I always tell everybody don't use pennies because we want big money showing up at your door. So what you'll do is you'll take nine coins And you'll place five on the straight line of the arrow and then four on the on the sides of the arrow. So you'll have a total of nine um, coins on top of this arrow that is red. You will take the arrow and place it on the inside of your front or on the inside of the house by your front door. The arrow will be pointing into your front door. So what you're doing is you are actually showing the abundance, the direction to come, and that is into your home. Uh, The front door is called the mouth of chi. That's one of the most important areas of your house because that's where all the opportunities come in. So when you place the red arrow at the front door, showing the way that the money is coming in, The energy starts to flow and we always after we do an adjustment like this, which is, you know, it's just going to take you a couple of minutes to do this. We always say a um, prayer or a poem or a blessing of gratitude, whatever gratitude means to you in whatever form, but you always have to have an acknowledgement that of what you're doing, setting your intention to bring that money through the front door. I've had people that have done this, and it is ama- amazing how quickly that this begins to flow. So, two important things to remember: one is that it's inside; it's on; it's inside of your house. You're not putting it on, on the outside sidewalk. You're putting it inside, right by your front door. And the second thing to remember is that the arrow is pointing into the main part of your house. So.
1: Love that. Okay, so a question. Money. Yes, my <laughs> question. So you've placed the red arrow, the piece of paper that you cut out on the floor facing towards into, into the house. Mm-hmm. And then you place the nine coins on top of the red arrow. I get asked this question quite a bit. What if the coins start to move and shift? Can we tape the coins and the arrow to the ground?
0: Well, there's two ways that uh, to think about that. One is that you might want to check your arrow every week, because sometimes, you know what, we need to pay attention to our money. And that would be if they start to shift, you just rearrange them, uh, you know, into the arrow form. Here's the other thought, though, too. Sometimes our life is so busy, we just don't have the time to go and continuously check. So, yes, certainly you can tape the, the coins to the arrow uh, and and make it easier for yourself. So either either or is perfect. It's what you feel best about.
1: I have another question about this mm-hmm. because when I first did this cure, I don't think I had the coins touching. How important is it that the coins are touching each other when
0: they're on the red arrow? I think it's very important because you want that flow of energy to continue from one coin to the next. So that's what I would do. I'm sure that you will get benefits if they're, you know, if you have them placed and they're not touching, but my preference would be to have them in a continuous flow of energy for them. That's a good question, Christina. Okay, good. Well, I just, you know, I I
1: really loved what you said about setting your intention and saying some type of a blessing to seal your intention after you do this. Because to be honest, I think that I was so successful in feng shui at the very beginning when I was a Google guru, because my intention was, so clear. And I was very intent, intentional about all of the adjustments I was making in my home. I knew what it was that I was welcoming in and looking to attract and it manifested. And I do also believe that through feng shui and through the, the expansion that I experienced at the beginning, that's what led me to helpful people like you, Lori. That's what led me to get certified in feng shui and. One thing I like to say is the greatest gift in my life that feng shui has brought is it's helped me to expand into a greater version of myself that I didn't even know was possible. And I think that that's probably one of the best. Like abundance and money, all of those things are great, and new career opportunities and babies and all the things that those are all great things to manifest. But it all comes down to that feeling of knowing that you're expanding. And that growth feels so good to know that you're just on this path of blossoming and serving others. And it just feels like when you find your purpose and you feel like you're living on purpose and you have that peace in your heart, I just don't think that there's any other better way of living. And it's just, that's what I feel
0: like feng shui has brought for me at least. So thank you, Lori. Oh, absolutely. It's, it is, it's that area in the Bagua that's about self-knowledge. And if you don't know who you are, it's hard to, you know, expand to, uh, to bring in all of the other um, possibilities for you. So congratulations on that, Christina. You know, you're the one that worked through this and you're the one that put in the work and, you know, took the time and found your path for you to be who you are and all the good things, all the blessings that have come to you, as you said, over the years of doing what you love, that's what, that's to me what the important thing is, is that we can say we are living our life of dreams. We are passionate about our work in feng shui because what better, you know, what better um, reward is there than to know that you've helped somebody else improve their life? There, there just isn't there is just not a better reward in life. So, uh, so I honor the path that you have taken and the steps that you have gone through, you know, for the knowledge and for your intention and, and to find the, the love that we, you know, have for feng shui.
1: Absolutely. I just, I, I do. I try to give it justice. And by the way, I'm like, wait, I, I don't have it all figured out yet by any means I'm still on this journey. And I, I do feel like, you know, it's so interesting. I, I feel like i have as you're ready, life opens up and like you, you hear the, the new adjustment at the right time, or you meet the right healer at the right time. Mm-hmm. And That's kind of, you know, that's the journey of life. And I feel like, so I always kind of tell people, it just helps you get unstuck. You know, if you feel mm-hmm. stuck, I think feng shui is a wonderful way to release blocks and it's kind of what I call a quote unquote new manifesting method if it's new to you. If you've never practiced before, it's new to you, you know? Um, so, yeah, what I would love to hear. Now you're living in Florida. So you still have the Feng Shui School of Chicago. I'd love to hear what, what you're up to now, Lori. I, just to tell the listeners, I just ordered some special sprays from Lori. She's kind of going into like some new energy work. And I know you also worked on some crystal healing methods. So tell me about what you're doing now.
0: Okay, well, we've we've got a, a lot of things that are happening right now. And um, I'm working with um, Fashma Valente Monaco, who's from Brazil. She now lives in Southern Illinois. So she and I have partnered and we're doing a lot of uh, classes. We're doing one that is called Fun, Fast and Free, you know, a few times a year. They're probably uh, 30-minute classes that, you know, give different, um, different perspectives on, you know, just different topics in feng shui. So we're doing that. We've also started with some sprays. And one of the, we this is a little bit unique, is that we've got sprays that are for each section of the bagua. We have done a lot of transcendental adjustments in these. So, you know, a lot of people can just put together water and, you know, uh, essential oils or whatever they want to put in it but we have taken it to a different level. We have taken it to the vibrational level where we are working with um, the unseen, so to speak, and putting in some of the energies of feng shui that are giving the sprays a different vibration. One of the other things that we're just starting this is she has been working with a priest who is now 90 years old and has been using this uh, cleansing spray for 70 years. Well, he realizes now he's going you know, he's 90. So he passed along the formula to her, which we're going to be marketing very soon. So we've got, we've got the whole spray thing going on. Then we're working on getting this on our, uh, our website, um, which is uh, globalfunshui.com, and they are meditations. They're you know like eight-minute meditations that have the that work with areas of the bagua. But they also are using we've we've uh, co- um, partnered with a company that uses the brainwave technique to work with the brainwaves in the area that is, you know, of the Bagua. So let's just say that we're working with uh, money. Let's just talk about that. So the brain waves or the waves that are integrated into the meditation, not only is it a guided meditation of what you're going to be thinking about, but the background music is the, the vibrational energy to bring that. So we're really excited about that because I don't know that anybody has is doing that. So that's going to be the next project that we're going to launch soon. And then, you know, I've, I'm, I always sell my crystals, which I know you've used and we've got classes coming up, um, on, um, the, uh, create the feeling.com. Those are, you know, my classes that are online. So, and I know Christina, you've got some things that are coming up too.
1: Well, I'm going to have to link everything in The show notes are so with your crystals. I am like, I I mean, I'm probably not your number one customer, but I do like you're my crystal
0: person. So, do you have those on the site yet or no? You know what? We don't. We don't. I have them on my old site. I've got them on the feng shui school of Chicago.com. But the thing is, is, as we've transitioned with opening this, you know, school in Florida, I had. many websites going on so we're consolidating them all into one create the feeling.com and and i don't have the um the crystals on there yet that should be happening within the next couple of months um you know if anybody wants to order them don't order them online because they're more expensive through the feng shui school of chicago but if they need that you know you'll have my website connection they can they can certainly contact me and I'll, you know, I'll send them to them. So
1: oh, awesome. Yeah. As you're speaking, you're just you are doing a lot of really incredible work. I mean, just that the meditations, as you were saying that, I'm a I meditate every day now, but I have to accredit my practice to you, Lori, because when I first started my certification, you would open up the group with a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. I really like this. This is really, it was so beneficial. It it opened up and helped me balance my personal energy. And then two, I want to say, two years ago, um, you have this program called the Twenty Seven Day Bagua Map, where you take us through each gua for three days, and so it lasts twenty seven days. And you encouraged us to do the Supreme Yoga One meditation each day. Yes, and since then, I before I get out of bed each day, I do the Supreme Yoga one. And before I go to sleep at night, I do it. And it just clears. And I, I meditate in other ways too throughout the day. I guess I'm like really into it lately, but the Supreme Yoga one is, that's like my anchor in the beginning of the day and at the end. And it's, it's you know, professor talks about, and you, ta- you taught me that we have three different types of energy. We work with the universal energy the energy of our environment and our personal energy. And so working with that personal energy actually helps you clear your mind, your body, your soul and makes you a vessel for miracles. So thank you for that.
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah. I'm excited for those meditations. That's all I gotta say.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and and it is. And one of the things too, when we talk about meditation, the, you know, meditation doesn't have to be for hours, people think that if you meditate, you have to be in silence and and breath work for a long period of time. That's just not so. I mean, if you get to that point, that's wonderful. If you, but in our culture, even just sitting at your computer and closing your eyes and taking three deep breaths or breathing for a minute can just really transport your and transform your energy. Into a more calming effect. It's like we need to feel the peacefulness that we can project to others. You know, it's just the way that we need to try to uh, enhance our, our world at this point. So it can, take a few deep breaths and <laughs> calm yourself for whatever you're going through in the work, in the middle of the workday.
1: Yes. That reminds me of Alcart. Alcar Talley quote, he's, he wrote the power of now. And he said, mm-hmm. one deep breath in and out is a meditation. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's so true. So we don't have to overcomplicate it. Um, I just personally get excited because I like the guided meditations with the music. So I feel like when you do add that music fre- frequency to the meditation, I think that's going to be awesome too, but totally agree with you. I think simple, small steps, Make a huge profound impact, which takes us full circle because that's exactly what you taught us today. You <laughs> had mentioned that earlier. All right. Well, thank you for being here, Lori, and to everyone else. I look forward to seeing you next week where I will help you design the life you deserve.